how to help the podcasting industry grow. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 265. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Now, we as podcasters love having people listen to our podcast, and I think we also love helping other people to listen to podcasts as well. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode is So that you're not waiting for your friends and family and other people that you meet to discover podcasts on their own, but that you are proactively helping them to subscribe to podcasts and discover this whole new world of podcasts and information and engaging entertainment and everything else that you and I love about podcasts, sharing that with others. So I have six tips to help you get other people listening to and watching podcasts. Number one, explain podcasts, not podcasting. Number two, help people find a podcast they'll like. Number three, promote your show with visit website, press play. Number four, teach how to subscribe on your site. Number five, include the top subscription links throughout your site. And number six, celebrate International Podcast Day. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 265, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash help the industry. Let's dig into this in more detail. Number one, explain podcasts, not podcasting. People can't adopt things that they don't understand. And I think that most of us were consuming podcasts before we started podcasting ourselves. So that makes us the best ambassadors of podcasts. We were so convinced about podcasts and we enjoyed them so much that we started podcasts ourselves. When I first got into listening to podcasts, I loved it so much that I would use my laptop computer and iTunes loaded on my Windows laptop computer sitting in the driver's seat of my car while I was driving back and forth from work, and the podcast would be playing through my laptop speakers in my car. I didn't have an MP3 player or anything like that at that time, so that was my only way of listening to podcasts while I was driving, and I loved it. I think I stopped listening to the radio when I discovered podcasts. Now, when you're thinking of explaining podcasts to others, focus on the benefits of the podcast and the benefits to that person. Why should they listen to a podcast or watch a podcast? And try to avoid all of the technical jargon that we have around podcasts, like enclosure and RSS tags and that kind of stuff. At the same time, I do highly recommend that you stick with the industry standard name podcast. Don't call it on-demand audio. Don't call it online radio. Don't call it audio show or netcast or something weird like that. The name is podcast. It's been podcast for 10 years. Top companies like Apple, Google, and many others use the same word podcast. The name isn't going anywhere. It's not the name that's hindering the growth. It's explaining it to people and getting people on board. Every technology has had some kind of technical jargon as a name that had to be adopted, and it could only be adopted when people understood it. 
DVD, fax, computers, operating systems, smartphone, Blu-ray, high definition. I mean, these are all technical descriptions of things that don't describe the thing in regular, easy-to-understand terms. But people know what a DVD is. They know what a Blu-ray is. They know what high definition is. They know what 4K is. You really have to focus on the benefits and avoid the technical jargon, but keep using the proper word, and that is podcast. That's what this is. That's our distribution method for the shows that we're creating on the internet. So if you want an actual explanation that you can use, feel free to use this explanation that I like to use or some form of this. And I have this in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash help the industry. A podcast is like an on-demand radio or TV show, but you can download every episode automatically through the internet by subscribing for free with an app on your computer or smartphone. There are audio or video podcasts about almost any topic you like, and the engaging conversations are hosted by people like you and me. And you could add, if this is true for you, you could add this part to this. In fact, I host my own podcast talking about blank, and I reach a global audience from my podcast studio inside my home. Understanding a podcast is big enough for most people, so you should probably avoid explaining podcasting. And there is a big difference there between a podcast and podcasting. Podcasts are what you want to explain to people. Podcasting is the act of creating podcasts, and that's where people's eyes can start to gloss over. Unless they actually truly want to know, how do you podcast? How can I start a podcast? What's it like podcasting? Then you can talk about podcasting, but otherwise, focus on podcasts and the great benefit it can be to someone to connect with other passionate people, to feed their passions and their interests, to inspire them to achieve their dreams and find all of these great conversations happening all over the world and all of this content that's available for free and can be downloaded automatically on their computer or smartphone. And they may even already have an app to do that. These are different ways that you can explain podcasts to others. And this is the first and most important thing that we need to do to help the podcasting industry is to explain it to people. So your friends and family, explain podcasts to them. To other people that you're talking to, if they ask what you do or if the podcast that you host comes up in the conversation, explain a podcast to them. Don't just assume they know what a podcast is. You might want to start off the conversation by asking them, do you know what a podcast is? And if they seem to struggle over explaining it or seem a little uncertain, you can, in a respectful way, go ahead and explain it to them with this example that I gave you and feel free to use my exact language if you'd like. It's in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash help the industry. Number two, help people find a podcast they'll like. I know your first thought may be to promote your own podcast and try and get an extra subscriber to your podcast, but... I suggest doing that only when your show is truly relevant to the other person, and in many cases, it might not be. For example, The Audacity to Podcast is a podcast about podcasting. I assume you're here because you want to learn about podcasting. So if I'm talking to someone at the bank, and this happened recently, I don't tell them all about my own podcast and how to subscribe to my podcast because they didn't even know what a podcast was before I talked to them. 
So why would they be interested in immediately starting a podcast and learning how to improve their podcast? It doesn't make sense. But instead, here's what I suggest that you do is ask that person about their interests. Like ask them about their hobbies, uh, what their job is, what their favorite TV shows are, what their aspirations are. And most likely, there's a podcast that meets one of those needs. In fact, what I suggest that you do is once you know what their interests are, help them find a podcast they'll like. Use your smartphone or maybe even theirs if they'll let you to show them how to search for, subscribe to, and consume a podcast that they would like that is something about that thing they're interested in. Favorite TV shows are a really easy one because it seems every TV show, even TV shows that are no longer on the air, have podcasts to them and they're hosted by very passionate people and sometimes interviewing the cast and such. So that can be a great place to start and give you plenty of options to show them, hey, look, here's a podcast about that TV show and it probably answers many of the questions you have about the TV show or the things you're trying to figure out and theorize about what's happening with that TV show. And as much as you may be a loyal user of a particular podcast app, and I certainly am for a non-standard podcast app, it would probably be best to recommend the app they may already have pre-installed on their device, such as the Apple Podcast app or something that's on their Android device, or suggest a free app, maybe Stitcher, if they don't already have an app. I know these may not be the best apps. They may not be the easiest to use. They may not be the prettiest. You may not like the apps at all, but it's better to use what they already have and not make things more complicated by telling them, oh, you really should get this app instead. It's a $4.99 app, and this is the app I use and recommend Now, if they're already familiar with podcasts, maybe you can have that conversation to say, you know, the podcast app I really like is this because of these reasons or because it notifies me when there's a new episode or anything like that. And you can show them how to get those notifications so that whenever there's a new episode of a podcast they might be interested in, they'll see it on their phone and they can tap it and listen to it or watch it right there on their device. This is really important to help people find a podcast that they'll like, which may not be yours. Now, there are those cases where it could be your podcast, and that would be great. And you can ask them, hey, are you interested in this thing or that thing? And that's one of the reasons why it can often be very nice to have a, we could call it a gateway podcast. That's a podcast that appeals to a much broader audience. For me, that's my clean comedy podcast and my podcast about the TV show Once Upon a Time. Both of those appeal to a much broader audience. Not everyone who listens to those podcasts will be interested in hiring me to help them launch or improve their own podcast, but some of them do get interested in that. And some of them are loyal enough to the podcast that they even support the podcast financially, and that's great too. So if you don't have general content like that, maybe suggest a podcast that would appeal to that person. Or there could be other things too. If they say, oh, I really enjoy comedy, maybe you could find a comedy podcast. Now be very careful, especially in a comedy genre, to ask them, do you mind explicit comedy or do you like clean comedy? Because you might recommend a podcast to them that you think is hilarious and they might find extremely offensive. So have a little bit of discretion there in what podcast that you recommend. It's always easiest to stay with the clean side and not have to worry about offending anyone with the podcast that you recommend. That's number two, 
Help people find a podcast they'll like. Number three, promote your show with Visit Website Press Play. When it is appropriate to promote your own show, the best and easiest thing to do is to point someone to your website where they can press play to hear your latest episode. That's why you hear me frequently say your website needs to be as easy as visit website press play. So I can go and tell someone, oh, you want to listen to my podcast? Well, go to theaudacitypodcast.com and press play. Or go to oncepodcast.com and press play. Go to cleancomedypodcast.com and press play. Visit website press play. If your website isn't that easy, then you probably need to improve the design and podcast player on your site. And I've done some episodes recently about those. You can get those at theaudacitypodcast.com. This is far better to tell people to visit your website and press play than to tell someone to search for your podcast in an app that they may have never used and they may forget what to search for, or they may forget to go back to that app. But if they at least visit the website in their mobile device or on their computer or write down the URL, that's much more actionable for them. Plus, then you don't have to rely on your search engine optimization or lack of SEO for your podcast for them to be able to find your podcast and not someone else's. Because wouldn't it be horrible if you really want them to subscribe to your podcast, you tell them what to search for, but you don't show up as number one, someone else does, and they subscribe to someone else's podcast instead of yours, and maybe that someone else's podcast is not relevant to them, and then they give up on podcasting because it wasn't as interesting as you described it, or they couldn't find the one that you were talking about. Make it as easy as possible for people to get your own podcast by promoting your show with Visit Website Press Play. That's number three. Number four, teach how to subscribe on your site. Your podcast may be in a popular niche where people aren't so familiar with subscribing to podcasts that they would know what to do when they arrive on your site. This is very common in the fan area. Like with TV show fan podcasts, I frequently see people say, this is the first podcast I've ever subscribed to because they were looking around on the internet for content about their favorite TV show. They stumbled upon my site, discovered I have a podcast, subscribe to it, or maybe press play somewhere and they got interested. And there are many people who will still come back to sites to press play to listen, but you want them to subscribe to your podcast. So the next step here, after you've made your site as easy as visit website, press play, and on your site, you explain what a podcast is in some way, or you convince people of the benefits of listening to your podcast instead of simply reading your show notes or reading the headlines. The next step is to teach them how to subscribe to your podcast. Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting made a great tutorial for the Apple Podcasts app, and you can see that at learntosubscribe.com, or I have that link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash help the industry. You could send your audience to that separate site to show them how to subscribe, and you just tell them, instead of typing in What he shows you to search for, type in the name of my podcast, but then again, you're relying on your own search ranking for your podcast, which may not necessarily be that good. But you could make your own written or recorded description on your site. It doesn't have to be that exhaustive. It doesn't have to be a screencast. It could be audio of your describing how to do it. It could be a post with your written description. It could have screenshots if you want. It can be as thorough or as simple as possible. 
but it's important to show them how to subscribe. And then having a subscribe or how to subscribe page on your site would be a great place for recommending free or premium podcast apps that you like. And then that's where you can also include all of those extra subscription icons for your podcast and all of those other apps. Don't put those all on your front page where you have 20 or 30 different icons like social subscribe and follow icons. My plugin that I made for podcasters and bloggers to promote all of these apps and with all of these official icons and such. It can be very easy to load that out with 20 or 30 icons on your front page. Don't do that. You might want to put that on your how to subscribe page. Because after all, people who are familiar with podcasts don't need a podcast app and they also don't need to be told how to subscribe. So they're probably not going to go to this page anyway. The people who go to this page are those who may not have an app already or they may not know how to use an app that they already have on their device. So check out the link for social subscribe and follow icons in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash help the industry. If you use PowerPress on your website, it already has functionality built in to create a subscribe page for you. So this could be super easy that you use PowerPress, you activate that special page, And that might be it for you, but you can certainly enhance that page, change the language, change the links as much as you want to make it fitting for you. So remember that even though you are telling them how to subscribe to your podcast, you're also giving your visitors that powerful knowledge for how to subscribe to any other podcast. You are teaching them how to fish, as that old saying goes, and not simply giving them a fish, only your podcast but showing them and opening a whole new world to them of podcasts. And I suggest that you mention something like that in your tutorial is you tell them this is the same thing you do to find any other podcast you would be interested in and subscribe to it and listen to it on a regular basis. That's number four, teach how to subscribe on your site. Number five, include the top subscription links throughout your site. Ensure your podcast website has the most popular subscription links prominently displayed. These, I think, absolutely must be on your homepage. So when people go to your site, not only can they visit website and press play, but they could also quickly subscribe to your podcast there. But your homepage isn't the only place this should be because that's not the only place people will land or where they will be convinced to subscribe to your podcast after they get your great content. It might also be on your content pages. So it's very important to include your subscription links throughout your site. Maybe it's in the sidebar, maybe it's in the footer, maybe it's in the header, maybe it's above your content, maybe it's in your content, like in your show notes. You can do many of these kinds of things with my plugin, social subscribe and follow icons. But here are the top links that I suggest you include. And you can include these as text links, as official images or buttons from these different companies, or make your own links, or maybe your WordPress theme includes some of these icons and images for you built in. Like I know some of the Appendipity themes include many of these built into it. But the top six I recommend here are number one, iTunes or the Apple Podcasts app. This represents about 70% of podcast consumption, so it's very important to include that on there. Number two, Google Play Podcasts. This will be the easiest option for those Android devices that are updated and can support the Google Play Podcasts ecosystem and that whole Google Play Music integration that they have. Number three, 
subscribe on android.com. This isn't a particular app, but if you go to subscribe on android.com and give it your RSS feed, it will give you a link back as well as some buttons that you can embed on your site. And this is the best fallback and one-click subscription option that supports many of the popular podcast apps on Android. And what's really cool about this link is that if someone doesn't have one of those popular podcast apps already installed on their Android device, visiting that subscribe on Android link that you get for your own podcast will suggest an app to them so they can install it. And it suggests free as well as paid apps there. And there are now more than a dozen apps that support this. And the list is continuing to grow some great podcast apps that support subscribe on android.com. And it will give them an easy way to subscribe to your podcast on an Android device. Number four would be Stitcher. This is available on every major platform, and it really boasts a huge catalog of podcasts because it has been extremely popular in the podcast consumption space. I know their stats may not be that good or their platform may not be that good, but it is very accessible. And that's what's important here is to suggest what is easiest for your audience. Number five, RSS. This is the easy fallback for any other option, whether it be a podcast app, a desktop tool, anything else like that. Number six, email. Either your email newsletter, and this could be powered with MailChimp, AWeber, ConvertKit, anything like that, or there's another service called subscribebyemail.com, which allows people to very easily subscribe to your podcast via email. And all you need to do is go to subscribebyemail.com. This is made by Blueberry, who also made subscribe on Android.com. But these are very brand neutral and white labeled almost. So you can use this as an option. So you don't have to try and create an email newsletter or get everything set up there. It makes it very easy for someone to subscribe to your podcast by email. And that's at subscribebyemail.com. And of course, I have that link in the show notes for this episode. You may have a dozen or more other podcast links like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Miro, Overcast, and many more, but these are probably best saved for that subscribe page if you really want to recommend those other ones, or maybe you have a separate page that is all of your links for every podcast app and directory that you're in. And I created my WordPress plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow Icons, to make adding these links simple and scalable. But you don't have to use my plugin. You could make, like I said earlier, plain text links or get the buttons or icons from these separate services. And many of them provide those links and icons and images that you can easily embed on your site. This is number five. Include the top subscription links throughout your site. And number six, celebrate International Podcast Day. I recommend doing all of these other things to promote podcasts throughout the year. Talk about podcasts with everyone you can. Promote podcasts, get other people to subscribe to podcasts, help other people find podcasts they would like. Do that with everyone you can, with everyone who would be interested whenever it is. You don't have to wait for a particular time. But we do also have a special day. September 30th is International Podcast Day. This is a special day that is internationally recognized to celebrate podcasts and further the conversation. The International Podcast Day website, which is internationalpodcastday.com, offers plenty of ideas for celebrating and telling the world about podcasts. I'm 
thrilled to be one of the founders and organizers of International Podcast Day. So you'll see me doing a lot during that day and probably getting very little sleep because it is an international event that lasts for more than 24 hours. And there was a lot of exciting stuff in 2015 and a lot of exciting stuff yet to come. So go to internationalpodcastday.com to find out how you can celebrate too and get some other ideas of how you can help the podcasting industry. So these six ways to help the podcasting industry are, number one, explain podcasts, not podcasting. Number two, help people find a podcast they'll like. Number three, promote your show with visit website, press play. Number four, teach how to subscribe on your site. Number five, include the top subscription links throughout your site. And number six, celebrate International Podcast Day. You can get these links and resources that go along with all of these points in the show notes for this episode, number 265, at com slash help the industry. One of the things that helps me and really encourages me is when you write a review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play Podcasts. And here's a review from E. McKillen from the iTunes Canada store, who said, Real Helpful Human. Launching my own podcast, have been following similar podcasts and blogs and have read three books on podcasting, but this is the best source I've come across. Praise, praise, praise. Thank you very much, E. McKillen. I really appreciate the kind review of the Audacity to Podcast that you wrote there in the iTunes Canada store. And I get those international podcast reviews thanks to mypodcastreviews.com. I have that link in the show notes, of course. And that's the service I created. I use it myself so I can easily see these reviews and I don't have to switch around between the 155 different iTunes stores in order to find this review and not even know what stores I need to check and waste hours and hours doing that kind of thing. So big thanks for that kind review in iTunes. I would love to see your iTunes review too. And here's something I would ask you to do, and you'll love this. When you write a review for the Audacity to Podcast, please include your name and your podcast name in your review. You could also put the URL to your podcast because then I can hyperlink it in my show notes so other people can check out your podcast. So E. McKillen, you're welcome to comment on the show notes for this episode to let us know what your podcast is. And that's at theaudacitypodcast.com slash help the industry. Two things I want to tell you about before I finish this episode is one, I have my videos from NAB show 2016 coming out very soon on YouTube and on iTunes. And I have the links to where you can subscribe to my video channel in either of those places in the show notes for this episode. And the other thing I want to tell you about is my recent appearances on Wynn's Women of Wisdom podcast with Wynn Kelly Charles, where we talked about podcast marketing and had a great conversation. And the other podcast I was recently on was the Creative Studio Academy podcast with Joshua Rivers. And this is a really cool podcast. And this is just the start of a series of episodes he's doing about narrative podcasting. And I was in the first episode and might appear in several other episodes as well as we talk about narrative podcasting, that thing that's really popular now with podcasts like Serial and Reply All and a bunch of those other podcasts from the public radio figures. And I really love the approach that Joshua Rivers is taking to this of really breaking it down and understanding narrative podcasting, how you can do it, should you do it, what ways can you do it, and that kind of thing. So I have those links to those interviews and all of the other stuff in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash help the industry. 
Please remember that the podcast awards are now open for nominations. That's through April 30th. So we would love it if you would support the Noodle Mix Network podcast that we have in the awards. Those would be the Audacity to Podcast for Technology, The Productive Woman for Business, and Once Once Upon a Time podcast for TV and Film. We would be honored to have your nominations and your eventual votes, too. So if you'd like to support our network, then please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards to get the quick instructions for how to nominate our podcast, as well as sign up for reminders to vote when the voting opens in May. And thank you for your support on that. We really appreciate it. You are absolutely awesome for giving us your support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Find more at noodle.mx slash podcast awards. If you've come to the Audacity to Podcast after seeing me speak at Social Media Marketing World or meeting me at NAB Show, thank you and welcome. It's great to have you here. I'd love to get to know you further and help you with your podcast. And if you or anyone else has questions about how to start or improve a podcast, I'd love to help you out. Please contact me through the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.